The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. There is increasing confusion about which seniors and which supportive housing facilities are getting vaccinated. You'll remember on Monday, Premier Kenny announced the province had completed the first dose of vaccination at all of Alberta's 357 long-term care designated supportive living facilities. But many seniors living in facilities haven't been vaccinated yet, and many are wondering why they don't fall under the long-term care and designated supportive living umbrella. Well, the province has tried to clarify, saying it is currently administering vaccines to exclusively publicly funded long-term care sites. Here was Dr. Hinshaw yesterday. I want to be clear that uh, long-term care and designated supportive living facilities in the province, some of them are operated by private operators, some are operated in the the public system, Uh, but those particular beds that are are designated and and specified as long-term care and designated supportive living, those are again those facilities that were prioritized to receive the vaccine at the very beginning of phase one. There are some facilities that provide seniors care, uh, congregate care that are not uh, long-term care or designated supportive living site and individuals who live in those facilities will be eligible as soon as the vaccine rolls out to senior 75 and over and as I mentioned earlier the reason for the distinction was when we looked at long-term care and designated supportive living as a group again that's some private some public operators it is that group that is at the highest risk of severe outcomes like death and so it is that group that was uh, focused on in our early rollout and it's that group that has at this point in time all been offered vaccines. We recognize again in some facilities there is a mix of uh, beds that are either long-term care and DSL where those individuals may be interacting on a daily basis with other seniors and in some facilities uh, the whole uh, group was offered vaccine at the same time. In others in those mixed facilities, there has had to be a staggered approach because of the vaccine shortage. But in those mixed facilities, that also will be part of the rollout as soon as vaccine becomes available. Okay, so in a nutshell, uh, those uh, right now, those in uh, private or not-for-profit facilities have to wait. And, and that isn't sitting well with those who run the facilities, those who are in them, and their loved ones. Wendy King is the executive director of the Canterbury Foundation. It's not for a profit um, facility. Don Harsh is the owner operator of Exquisite Care Senior Living. It's a private facility. Wendy, Don, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Wendy, uh, let's start with you. What are you hearing from uh, the people in your facility and their loved ones? Well, of course, they're very, very upset that their loved ones, our residents who are living here, uh, are not included in that first uh, priority uh, for seniors to get uh, the vaccine. And and they're upset because they thought because their loved ones aren't in care, that they would be included mm-hmm. under that umbrella of long-term care and designated supportive living. They didn't understand that because we're not publicly funded under those particular programs, we do get public funding through a 
congregate site home care program, though, they didn't understand that they wouldn't be included. So they're very upset and they feel they feel misled and they feel that because they're in a licensed uh, facility, we are licensed um, through uh, Alberta Health, through the accommodation standards um, branch, that mm-hmm. uh, they as well should be prioritized. So they're very upset about it. Yeah, I, you, Wendy, I think you, you nailed it with the word misleading because, you know, when the Premier goes on uh, in front of uh, the media, in front of cameras, all that sort of stuff on Monday and saying, hey, we have uh, completed the first dose of vaccination at all of Alberta's 357 long-term care designated supportive living facilities, we're thinking, hey, that is great news. Mm-hmm. But obviously we're realizing that uh, there are seniors who are not a part of that. Don, um, would you say misleading is the right word to describe this? Absolutely misleading. And you know what, I don't know that it's purposeful, but I think what this shows us is that um, the officials that are rolling out the vaccine in our province don't actually fully understand the continuing care um, system in Alberta. We are all in the same page, as Wendy mentioned, we are all licensed supportive living providers. Um, We were led to believe that as seniors in congregate care, this was a risky situation. As operators, we were mandated to follow the medical officer of health guidelines for congregate living because we were high risk. So we followed those orders. We did our job. We kept our people safe. And now we're being told, no, the residents, the seniors themselves don't get the vaccine and the staff in fact, are never prioritized in this rollout. And that is equally frustrating because we know that when COVID gets into a site, it is usually the staff who unknowingly bring it in. Uh So the staff are just as important in this rollout. Without a doubt, um, I, I want to ask you uh, about this because um, Dr. Hinshaw's, um, you know, comment saying that uh, the reason why they're getting um, the, the, the people in, in, in the provincial facilities, let's put it that way, are, are getting um, vaccinated first is because they are most at risk because they're, you know, but, and I'm trying to wrap my head around that because I think a, a congregate setting is a congregate setting. So I don't, I, I can't wrap my head right now around what's the difference, Wendy. You know, am, am I on the right path here? <laughs> well, I, I think that um, for sure, some a, a senior who is assessed as requiring long-term care um, through that publicly funded uh, um uh, envelope uh, certainly has uh, a lot of um, comorbidities. They have several conditions which put them at risk. But I think Don will tell you, and I will tell you, that we as well have residents who have comorbidities as well. They have heart disease, they have diabetes, they live with COPD, they live with dementia. They too are at risk. And by, as, as Don mentioned, by living in a, a congregate site where, you know, we have staff who are coming in from the community to provide the services, you know, that, that, that puts them at risk. Visitors put them at risk. So, and because they live together in the same site and they are elderly and they know that they will have negative outcomes probably if they do contract contact COVID, they are very worried about it. And uh, this is putting a lot of stress on everybody because but now we're being lumped into everybody 75 and over. And I, and, uh, I don't know, I, I think Don will tell you, but then I will tell you that our average age is over 90 years of age yeah, here at yeah. Canterbury. 
Don uh, must be incredibly frustrating. Of course, this past uh, you know ten months, uh, everyone just on on uh, walking on eggshells, being terrified that something is going to happen. Um, what what it, has it been like? Um, you know, in the in in the facilities that, that you run over the past ten months, eleven months. You know, we've managed it very well, and you know what? I think as a an unfunded provider of senior care, we feel that we're being punished for doing a good job. So what Dr. Henshaw is saying is that two thirds of the deaths have been in government funded facilities. So they have, they have, they have um, adhered to the medical officer of health orders as have we, but we've done so in a way that we haven't seen the poor outcomes the way they have seen in the government funded facilities. So there's a question there as to why that is. But, but here's the thing, is that our level of risk is the same. Our average age is the same. Our comorbidities is the same. We actually, and you know what, the government of Alberta is a province that is not following the federal guidelines on how to roll out a vaccine. The federal guidelines, um, NACI, I can't remember what the acronym stands yep. for, yep. clearly states, clearly states that long-term care and all congregate living senior facilities should be prioritized in the first rollout. So while I understand what Dr. Hinshaw in the province has said was that the poorer outcomes are really in those government-funded sites, okay, and they've done that. But now there needs to be sort of a step 1AA where it includes all other (laughs) congregate living sites because to lump all of our seniors that live in congregate living sites where there is clearly a higher risk um, than the the individuals living in the community is wrong. Um, And and we're going to start to see, we're going to see a poor outcome here. And and I would hate to see that happen. But, you know, in answer to your question, what's it been like? It has been just as brutal for those of us without government funding to manage this. So what happens now, uh, Wendy and Don? I mean, you're you're waving the flag. You're saying, "Hey, pay attention to us. Look at us over here. Don't forget about us." And we know that there is a this vaccine shortage as well. We're hoping to get you know more in the next uh, few weeks. But what kind of communication? I know you've been you know you've been talking to media. You've been uh, you know using your voice. But what conversations have you had with the province and to what success or not? So for for myself at uh, and ourselves here at Canterbury, we have written to the Premier, we've written to the Minister, we've written to the Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Hinshaw, we've um, stated our case, we've been in contact with Alberta Health Services who administers the COVID rollout. Uh, so we've we've also uh, cc'd all of our letters to john cabral who's assistant deputy minister at alberta health so we are communicating our case and we are also encouraging our family members to do the same because they are reaching out what can we do so we're saying this is what you need to do they need to hear from you uh, because if you know you have a voice as well and you are there to advocate for your loved one and as well as our associations so for example Asha, uh, Irene Martin from Asha is also advocating because she's representing ourselves, both Don's organization and, and my organization, as well as all of the other uh, licensed supportive living facilities in Alberta. So it's not, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of seniors. It's about twenty thousand seniors who are not being included in this 
this first round. All righty. Uh, Don, before we, we wrap things up here this afternoon, we know again that, that, that the actually inocul the process of uh, inoculating people right now kind of been, you know, slowed right down because of the vaccine shortage. You you know, we, we know that, you know, it could be you know, weeks weeks away, possibly even, even longer. I, I know you want things tomorrow. You want to have these 20,000 uh, in care that, uh, you know, falls under, you know, the guidelines that we're talking about this afternoon, inoculated, uh, vaccinated as soon as possible. In reality, um, you know, if you were to put a timeline on this, um, how, how, how afraid are you that this could be a few months still away? It's hard to say, Jalen, you know, without understanding, you know, what's going on at Pfizer and Moderna and if there's yeah, another yeah. vaccine that's going to be approved. Um, but we are we are hanging on by, by a thread. You know, we have had no cases of COVID in our facilities whatsoever in our residents. So we have managed this very well, but there's been a cost to that. So um, these seniors have not had access to their family members. Um, and, and again, I come back to the staff as well because we cannot forget that these are frontline health care workers, yeah. the registered nurses, LPNs, healthcare aides that have put their lives on hold, that have changed the way they live completely. And for those frontline healthcare workers to be totally dismissed by the province is absolutely unacceptable. Um, so th- this needs to change. Like, I, I just will not accept this. Wendy, Dawn, uh, thank you for using your voice and bringing attention to uh, this issue. We'll stay on top of it. Please keep us updated as well. We'll be following it uh, along uh, uh, as well. But uh, and, and thank you for all the hard work you and your, your staff has, has done through all of this to keep your, your clients safe. Um, thank you for your time this afternoon. I appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for having us. All right. That is Wendy King. You can, uh, she is the executive director of uh, the Canterbury Foundation, which is a not-for-profit facility for seniors, and Don Harsh, who is the owner-operator of uh, Exquisite Care uh, Senior Living, which is a a uh, privately-run facility. You You can read more about the concerns around this and what is going on, you know. You know, when you when you hear Dr. Hinshaw saying that, uh, you know, the, the facilities, the long-term care facilities, and we've seen some awful, awful outbreaks in there and awful results in, in some of those facilities, those uh, provincially uh, run ones, uh, saying, you know, that, that that's where um, th- they're more at risk. But in the end, um, and, I, and I can say, okay, Dr. Hinshaw, maybe they are more at risk, and, you know, we've got to look at why they have been more at risk, which Wendy and Don just, you know, touched on. But in the end, if we are looking at... Uh, seniors in congregate settings and we know that congregate settings can be um, you know a a real problem when it comes to spread with COVID um, then I think that these seniors should be getting vaccinated as well as soon as possible.